today in your hearing, I will read verses three through seven. We shall take it from the Amplified Bible. You will find that on the screen before you. If, um, no, I won't get that far. <laughs> but the reading of it will bless you, I believe. We are still working on the series of who we are in Christ Jesus. It is important for you not to just know who Christ is, but you need to know who you are in Christ. The legal rights that you have to make a bold stand. That when life itself comes up against you, you can stand up and say, I know who I am. I know who I am, and I know who I am. When the devil and all his imps come up against you and tell you not nothing, you can speak and say, wait a minute, Christ has made me who I am. And who I am is who I am. When folks want to remind you where you came from, you can tell them, yeah, that used to be me, but that's not me no more. And I know where I'm going. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I really, really do. I really do. I really do. The subject matter we would deal with today is we are the object of his love, praise, and glory. But let us read. Let us read. Let us read. Let us dig into this. Beginning in verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3. May blessing, praise, adulation, and eulogy be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual, given by the Holy Spirit, blessing in the heavenly realm, even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. For he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Christ Jesus in accordance with the purpose of his will. Because it pleased him that it was his kind intent so that we might be to the praise and to the condemnation of his glorious grace, favor, and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption, that is deliverance, salvation. Through his blood, the remission and forgiveness of our, of our offenses, shortcomings, and transpasses. And according with the riches and the generosity of his glorious favor. You ought to say thank you right now. You ought to shout right now. I could really say amen and we go home. Father, even now. Father, even now. 
once again. Yes, Father, Lord. even now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, take us deeper and higher in you. Allow me to become an instrument of your glory that you may be glorified. I just ask that you speak. That you so speak in this place that if they don't hear me, don't see me, but they will hear you. Father, speak into our spirit, man. Where our spirit will jump at the truth of your word. Lord, do it at a high level. Do it at a high level. Please, Lord, we need to hear from you. Lord, speak life into us, your children. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Give me some more juice. I can't hear myself. And I don't think my voice is going to hold up with me trying to hear myself. Wow, what a text. What a text that, that, that expounds to us who we are in Christ and the blessings that is already ours. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? They, they're already ours. There is a, there is a, a there is a, there is a span of, there's a span between what God says he has done and what we experience. It's, 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 there's a span, there is a span, a, 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 a chasm between what we are allowing him to do and what he says he will do. <laughs> You know, and, and many times it's almost as though we think that scripture is exaggerating. But the truth of the matter is, it's our perspective that has to change. That's right. I mean, we, we, we holler all the time how blessed we are. But the truth of the matter is, yes, we are. But the truth is, did you know that your obedience determined how much of your blessings you will experience? Uh, I don't think someone caught that. Allow, allow me, allow me, allow me to say that again. Our obedience allow our blessings to overtake us. And even though they are ours, if we don't walk in obedience in the small thing, don't wait. Don't think you're going to get blessed in the big thing. I mean, listen, you know, here we are even talking about purpose, and you would be surprised how many people don't know their purpose. And we want God to show us this big plan, spread it out before us, so we say, oh, I see my purpose. No, you know, you know how you're going to see your purpose? The next step. Y'all didn't hear that. Okay, let me say. God doesn't show you everything. He shows you the next step. And when you begin to walk in the next step, he'll show you the next step. And as you step in obedience, the purpose of your life and God's 
plan for your life becomes more open to you because you are walking in obedience to just the next step. Listen to, listen to, to these verses. Verse 4. Even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself. What is he saying here? God does not pick you out just to sit you down. When God picks something, when God does something, he always has a plan in mind. That is his nature. That is God. He does not do anything arbitrarily. He does things with an intent and purpose. He is a purposeful God. And in everything, from the, from the time you was born to the time of your salvation, there was a purpose. But he didn't save you just to save you. He saved you to use you for his glory. Listen, the only people in here that are called are not just the ministers. Everybody in here is called. You've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light then after you was called into his marvelous light, you've been called to shine his light. Now, the way we shine it is different for all of us, but there is a shining of you. You got a mark on you. Whether you know it or not, you got a mark on you. Matter of fact, did you know that you can become so full of the Holy Ghost that other folks can see the mark? Let me, let me go back. Even if you're not allowing God to use you, Satan still see the mark. Now watch this. When Satan sees you got a mark, that makes you a target. <laughs> Hold on, let me just say. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, that makes you a target. Now, hold on. Now, watch this. And you can't get the mark off of you. <laughs> the safest place to be for you who has a mark on you to be on the road of obedience. Because that's where your protection is. That's where your blessing is. That's where your... Listen, watch this, watch this, watch this. The most miserable, beat-up person is not the sinner who don't know God because they don't know nothing else. It's the Christian who's out of position, who's trying to act like a sinner that is saved. Hold on, hold on. Number one, the devil is beating you and God is whooping you. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. See, some of y'all laughing because y'all know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> okay? Hold on, hold on. I'd rather be right with God and fight with the devil because I'm fighting from a position of victory. Our 
journey is a journey of faith. And when we are out of position, your faith goes down to zero because what God is dealing with is your relationship with him. Now listen, 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 listen. I'm not talking about you lose your faith in Jesus, but you lose your confidence in the promises concerning you. You can't tell me that you can live anyway and have the peace of God on your heart and mind. You can't tell me you can be disobedient. And I don't care how much you shout in church. Because the reality of your salvation is when you're at home by yourself and all hell done broke loose. And can you summon up some praise then? Can, can you summon up some joy then? Can you walk in the peace of the Lord then? And when you know you're in proper position, there is a supernatural confidence that keeps you no matter what happens around you. But when you're out of position, hold on, hold on. Y'all didn't hear me. When you're out of position, you not only got to worry about getting in position, you got all hell that's trying to keep you. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to get there if you're already there. Because when trouble comes, now you got to fight like the, to get in position. Deuteronomy 28. The text that we were just full after blessing, after school of blessing, after school of the blessing, after school of the blessing. But most of the blessings, at least the benefit of the blessing, come with conditions. Deuteronomy 28 begins to tell us, it shall, it shall, now shall it be if you diligently obey the word of God being careful to all the commands which I command you today, the Lord God will set you high above all nations of the earth. You know what he said? He said, he said I, I will do it in such a way that the rest of the nations will know that you're mine. That's what he's saying to Israel. That's what he said. He said, he said, <clears throat> he said I will make it evident to everyone around you that your mind. Listen, even with you going through, the way I keep you going through will be different than the other folks who go through. It's not that nothing will happen. Listen, Israel was God's children and they had to go through 430 years of slavery until everybody knew that the Hebrews was the Egyptian slave. You know what God was waiting for? God was waiting until everybody knew. Then God said, watch me bring them out. Hold on. Yeah, y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Hold on. They went through trouble so God could glorify himself in the way he brought them out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, come on, let's, let's bring that down. God may make you go through something just so
off when folks done gave up on you, God can step in, bring you out, and folks would say there must be a God somewhere. Listen, by the time God got through with the Egyptians that was the most powerful nation in the world, the Canaanites would say, I hope those slaves don't come our way. Because their God is God. Have you heard what he did to the Egyptians? If they come our way, we in trouble. Listen, folks was bragging on them and their God. You know what God is still doing today? At least that's what he wants to do. Robbie Zachariah was listening to his broadcast, and this is what he said. He's sharing his heart, and this is what he said. He said, he said, he said, I never shared this before. Never shared this except from with my wife and those are close colleagues. He said, he said, well, I go all over the world in enemy's territory preaching Christ. And many times his life is in danger because they would take him out. There's, there's nobody to stop them. He, he's, he's, in, he's in their land. He's in their territory. He's in, you know, the, the, the worst of the worst. And they would kill him without no thought about it. But they invite him because they want to understand Christianity to, to talk against it. This is what he said. He says, he said, he said I, can, I can deal with all the rest of it. He said, the one thing that causes him more heartache is this. Why is it those who claim to be born again with the Holy Spirit transform that there is no distinction between them and the world? That's what he said. In most Christians' life, the evidence of God living in them, in the way they live their life, yes, cannot be seen. He says, when you look at all the blessing that God said, I chose you, I picked you out for myself, you're my own possession, I have adopted you in childhood, I have sealed you with the spirit of the Holy Ghost, I have done this, I have blessed you, you're highly Favor, I'm with you, your mind. And then in our living in society, a lot of times you can't pick out which ones are Christians yes, and which. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, yes, sir. our lifestyle got to be more powerful than just that we go to church on Sunday. <laughs> Had a friend last week asked me a question. Ask me a question. And this is what he said. Why is it that, why do you think that most, that a lot of Christians are not walking, I don't even know their purpose? The answer to both of those questions, I believe, is that we as Christians, we want to be saved, but we don't want to submit. 
salvation is part of me. It's after I am saved. Now God is trying to get you and I to the place of submission. Listen, I cannot, you cannot experience what God has for us if we're not submitting at a point he is... You know, no way. Well, I'm just going to use this as a. I'm just going to use this as an example because I tell this to Mary. I, I tell this in my pre-counseling. I said, most of the problem isn't that we don't know; we won't do. <laughs> hold on, maybe <laughs> let me. And now, hold on, I'm trying to couple that. It's going to get married, right? And I said, you know what? We have the Holy Ghost that is instructing us how to live in relationship with one another, not only with God, with one another. Now, you got to get this. got to get this. Because if I'm not obedient to how he's telling me to live in relationship to my brother and sister, then I'm not living obedient to him. Hold on, y'all. Y'all going to get mad at me, but get mad all you want to. Y'all know when y'all used to be married or when y'all married that there was a time when you and your husband or you, you, you and your wife had an argument and the Lord told you to go back and ask for forgiveness and you didn't. Y'all got so quiet on that one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lady, hold on. Then you know it's not your doing it, you know it was the Lord telling you to do it because if it was your mind, it wouldn't say that. Your mind would have said, he needs to forgive. He need to ask for me and I might grant it to her. Uh, she knows she wrong. I, ain't, I, I never say I forget. And hold on, let's don't go to the marriage. Let's go to somebody on the job. Hold on, let's not even go to the job. Let's go right up here in here. In the, sitting next to somebody and not talking to them. And act like the problem is between you and them, but the problem is between us and God. Listen, critical, 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 critical. When God showed me this, it blew me away, but I know it's true. My relationship with people determine how deep my relationship with God is. The way I manifest my deep relationship with God is how I treat his people. Every person that I have been amazed with, dear, 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 dear walk with God, it was expressed in their love for people. Let me just go there. A person that got a nasty attitude. I'm not enamored with their walk with Jesus. Yeah. 
But when I see somebody loving folks, folks that don't even treat them right, and they got the tenacity to love folks, I am drawn to them to find out what makes them tick. And every time I found somebody who love is shining like that, they have a deep abiding relationship with Christ Jesus. Let me just make it personal. Well, I allow you all to get on my nerve. I don't have a problem with you all. I got a problem with him. Let me explain. She said, you sure? Because if I am allowing God to love through me, you don't get on my nerves. Why? It's not about whether you love me. It's about that I am required to love you. It's My son blew me away, and I believe he was dead on it. This is what he said. Rich said this about a year ago. He said, he said, Dad, when I have kids, he said, when I have kids, when I whoop them, after I whoop them, I'm going to turn around and hug them. So I know he's a thinker, so I said, I said, okay, Brett, why? And already, I'm feeling convicted. Because <laughs> I know I didn't do that with him. <laughs> okay? I mean, it's already, I'm feeling convicted. He said this, Dad, because when I whoop them, I'm whooping them to correct them for the act that they did. But when I turn around and hug them, I'm hugging them to let them know I love them as a person. Some of y'all still don't get it. Let, 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 let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. When God whips us, don't he whips us and hold us at the same time? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now God will pick you up, hold you, hug you, and whoop you at the same time. Because if he don't hug you and hold you, you couldn't take the whooping. If God was just to correct you without holding you through the correction, you would lose your mind. God blows me away how he can correct me and love me. You know what hurts the most? When I know I need a whooping. Oh, y'all don't hear that. No, I miss. No, I'm wrong. Turn over that I'm ready for my whooping. And instead of whooping me, he comes and picks me up and loves on me. That's what I cried him out. I'm sorry. I'm s- <laughs> if we really understood the magnitude of his love, 
we will be saying, yes, Lord, more readily, more readily. Because there's no way you can be open to the love of God and say no at the same time. think this is where we miss it. The display of our obedience is played out in relationships to others. The display, the display, listen, we don't have a problem per se with him. But we have a problem with him when he's directing us in relationship. You know what? If it was just me and God all by ourselves, we'd have a good old time. Hallelujah! It's when he brings other folks around and tells me to love him, that I now got a problem with God. Don't look at me, look at you. Because that's all of us. That's all of us. And we live out the reality of our of our, of, our, of our Christianity in relationship to everybody else. Israel was brought out and brought through to display that they were God's people. God puts us in the midst of difficulty so that he can Display to others that we are his. Next verse. Look what he says. He says, all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you are obedient. Now, listen what he says. He's saying, don't chase the blessing, but chase your obedience, and your blessing will chase you. Y'all didn't catch that, did y'all? He said, what you need to work on is listen to God prompt you to take the next step. And as you follow the next step, the blessing that comes with your obedience will catch you and tackle you and make you receive the blessing well, you keep your mind on submitting yourself to whatever God is saying to you. What is, he said, he's a lamp onto my feet. You know, a lamp is about like a candle. It doesn't show that many steps. It may show you. Look, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. God is not going to show me the next step till I take the first step. I'm waiting for God to show me five steps, but he only showed me one, and he's not going to show me nothing else until I take that step. Now watch this. I won't even get blessed until I take that step. 
Matter of fact, my relationship with Christ has been hindered because I haven't taken that. The problem is, is that, that a part of me don't want to take that step because I don't like the step God wants me to take. But until I take that step, my relationship, as far as hearing from him, being blessed by him, I'm still saved by him, but the benefits that he tell me is mine is, 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 is stuck because I'm stuck. Now notice that when I take the first step, now he's going to show me the next step and the power to take the next step. He's going to go, no, watch this. As I lift up my leg, the power to do it is mine. Hold on. Watch this. Until I make up the attempt to lift up my leg, the power to do it is not there. It's when I act in obedience that the grace and power to be obedient comes upon me immediately. So what is it we can't do when we make... No, hold on, hold on. It's not a one-time thing. It's time after time after time. From grace to grace, the glory to glory. But that's what this Christian walk is. Listen, now, let, me, let me show you something else. Let's, 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 let's go on. Then I'm, I'm going to quit because I can't, I can't deal with all this. Not only has he chosen us, not only has he called us, but, but look at verse 4. Even as in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out for himself, for himself. That means that we are not our own anymore. Amen. It's not about our will. It's his will. In him before the foundation of the world. And when, he, and when he picked us out, he had already set our course. Ephesians chapter 2.10. Ephesians chapter 2.10. There's, there's a path. There's a path that you're on. Every Christian in here, there's a path that you're on. I'm going to say this. Just take it. <laughs> Just take it like I say it. And you just got to deal with it the way it is. Some of us have deviated from where God had us, and we have forfeited some blessings. Watch this. And even when I come back into obedience, there was a window of opportunity that I missed out on that has passed and I will never recoup the years that I walked away from God I will never recoup what I lost I will never regain what I lost I will never regain because they came with a window of opportunity. And when the time ended, the opportunity for me to have that blessing was gone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And sometimes we sit now with the consequences of us playing around. And we grieve over what we lost. You know what? I, I'm learning that there's some things I can't blame nobody but myself. <laughs> then nobody do it but me. I think when we get to heaven, there are going to be storehouses of what God has for us, and we missed out on. We either let the opportunity pass, or we never took hold of it. And we're going to cry. And we, well, that's hell. I mean, in heaven. In heaven. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In heaven. Now, you're going to be joyful that you're in heaven. But, but when God said, yeah, but. Guess what I had for you while you was down there? Look at all that. A man said he, 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 he saw this dream, and in his dream, he said the Lord was showing him heaven, and he said, and he saw these big, this big of gifts. And the Lord, he asked the Lord, what is this? The Lord said, go see. So he went over, and all the packages had his name on it. He said, what this means? Actual dream he had. He said, and the Lord said, those are the gifts I have for you, but you never open them. Well, let me open them now. No, that was for you when you was down there. You got to understand the blessing of God is to make us praise him more. The blessing of God is to bring us closer to him. The blessing of God that we may delight in who he is. The blessing of God is that we may see that he is a good God in spite of what we go through. In spite of what we go through. That his sufficiency is more than enough. His grace is more than enough. And listen, and even after we have missed blessing, don't you know his grace is still good enough to keep you? That's what's so awesome about him. Well, let's go. Ephesians, let's here you go. For we are God's own handiwork. He said, you are my handiwork. You are, you are my work machine. You've been born again, recreated in Christ Jesus. You are now spiritual being, born anew, born again. The Holy Spirit is living within you that we may do, the, do those good works. And this is the thing. We think that, that, that the good works is God being good to us. No, it's you being good where other people can see the goodness of God through you. That we may do the good work with God, listen, predestined, pre-planned for you to do. He said beforehand, he said for us, taking the path, taking the path that got your name on it. Got your name. Can't nobody do what you're supposed to do but you. Now don't get me wrong, none of us going to stop God's program. But the path that you're supposed to take, the path that i supposed to take, it was meant for me. It was meant for you. And you got to realize that there's blessing. Look what it says. It says, walking in them, living the good life. Now, when we say good life, oh, that means I'm going to have a mansion, I'm going to have a Benz, I'm going to have a fat bank account. Living good life means I'll never get sick. Huh? Huh? But when we hear that, because we live in America, that's what we think. 
living a good life is that your life is such a blessing that God is pleased with it. And other people are blessed by it. And don't get me wrong, I think God will bless you and give you increase in it. But that's not the focus of our thinking. It should not be anyway. Let me bring this on home. Let me bring this on home. Watch this. Still in verse 4. He says that we should live above reproach before him. I think some of the things that we have problems with is Satan is an expert as making us go through a guilt trip. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. He will remind you what you did. He'll keep harping on what you used to be. You know what? I, I honestly believe that, that Satan doesn't even need to. Folks that used to know you will remind you too. Isn't it funny that folks keep on harping on what you used to be? You know, they keep on, I remember when, honey. Oh, child, I remember you was a terrible child. I remember when you used to drink 151, man. Remember what we used to do? Yeah. You know what? What I've discovered is I do not have to be ashamed of my past. You know, I done told y'all enough stories. I already know. You know, but, but now what I do, I use my past as a testimony. I love the fact that I can get these gang boys and talk with them. When, when I went up to Pittsburgh, they had, they had this, 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 it was a rehab for teenagers. And it was like from 12 to 14 to 16, but most of them, like, it was like, like 12, 13, 14. And we're talking about a rehab, and these guys was on coke, heroin, and everything else. They was Puerto Rican, they was Mexican, they was black, they was white. And, and you know, we didn't even know he was there. But, but the first night was like three of them. And as I preached, I went a little bit into my history, and, and they came and gave their life to the Lord. The next night, the supervisor went to that church, went back and brought a lot more of them. And the Lord said, tell them about your history. And when I preached about the stuff that I did and how God brought me out, it was 12 and 13 of them who came. Listen, listen, listen. There was one boy who was 16 that was on his second trip through this rehab who was a heroin addict. And then after the first night, he stayed up all night. And, and some of the other boys stayed up with him. And this is what he said. I pray that the Lord don't let me go back. 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 Afterwards, when I, when I got through, they came in the office and they said, we just want to see him. We just want to shake his hand. Why? Because they saw somebody that they could identify with who has made a change. And they said, if you can do it, we can do it. I now got hope that we can make it. 
That's why Revelation tells us that we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb first. Then by the word of your testimony. Don't allow nobody to put you in shame for what you used to do. You know what I said? Yep. Sure did. Yep. 151 was my drunk. Drink. Yep. Did every downer under the sun. Yep. It's true. But guess what? But guess what? I'm so glad that was my story. Did you hear the keyword? Was my story. That's not my story anymore. And wait a minute. I just didn't make up my mind. I was going to quit. But Jesus stepped in my life. And my need to do that went out the door. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad he made a change. Let me ask you. Have the Lord made a change in your life? Do you got a testimony that you can tell somebody? I used to be. I did all of that. But thanks be to God, I got a new life now. I may not be all that I ought to be, but I'm not what I used to The church is full of people who used to be, used to be, used to be, used to be. And there's some things we still dealing with, but you ought to have some used to be. Thank God you're not what you used to be. Don't, don't bow your head. Don't let Satan make you tell him, yeah, you're right. But ever since I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, he made a change in my life. Satan, that used to be me. But I know where I'm going, and I know where you're going. I'm going to heaven. You're going to hell. You used to be my friend. Now you're my enemy. Get behind me in the name of Jesus. And you pick up your head and walk on. He makes all the difference in the world. We have, we have a Hebrew story. He brought us out of the world. Brought us into his marvelous light. And it behooves us to live out what he calls you to be. Listen. Don't be jealous of nobody else. <laughs> you know what? I say this all the time, but people a lot of times understand. There is a cost for what other people have. And if you knew the cost, you wouldn't want it. Matter of fact, you couldn't take it. You better stick to what God has for you and get all of it you can 
because there's a cost for where you're going to. But he has given you the grace to go through. You know what happens after a while? People will begin to praise God for what they see in you. But most of all, in your experience with him, your resume of what you know about him grows. And every time he brings you through, it gives you another reason to praise him. Oh, yeah. Uh, some, 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 some don't know what I'm talking about. Listen, watch, watch this. Watch, we're almost through. Some of you been through enough that I don't know how you keep quiet. Uh, somebody didn't catch that. Some of us been through enough stuff that it's a wonder that we're not shouting all the time. All you got to do is think back from where he brought you from. And know what I love about it? You don't need a whole lot of folks to get happy with you. You can be by yourself. And God reminds you where he brought you from. And you get the can't help it. Hold on. Have you ever got in a place where it was not conducive to praise him? Because the folks that you're around wouldn't understand if you said hallelujah. But you had a hallelujah deep down on the inside. Because something reminded you how good he's been. And you said to yourself, I got to find some place. Because if I don't find some place, I'm going to burst right here. And they're going to think that I lost my mind. Excuse me, I got to go take a bathroom break. Because if I lose it right now, they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He brought me a mighty long way. I'm satisfied with Jesus. He's the best thing. You come out. But what you don't know, they heard you through the door. And they looking at you like you crazy. But they've been watching you. They've seen enough. They've seen God keeping you. That now your praise got power. 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 Because they seen you go through some stuff. Should have lost your mind. But God. But God. Kept you in your right. You are the object of his love. You are the object of his praise and glory. Not only does he love you, but he wants to bring you to the place that you can't help it. Hold on. And not just you, but folks who've been watching you will finally have to say, their God is God. Their God is God. 
I've been watching long enough. I've seen him go through enough. Some of the stuff you go through isn't for you. It's for the folks that's watching you. That when God brings you out, they say, there must, there got to be a God somewhere. No way. They should have made it. No. You've been through the fire, and you don't smell like smoke. Folks are smelling you. To see if you smell like smoke. You've been through the water, and you don't even get wet. And that water, there must be, there gotta be a God somewhere. Do I got anybody in the house that knows what I'm talking? Until you old to come back. You may not get back. I'm through after this. But you had you you had your fun. Who told you it was fun? Had thrills, it wasn't fun. So jacked up that the day that the Lord, not in church, at home by myself when the Lord brought me back the next day I heard the birds singing and I said what's that what what you talking about so busy trying to make life I was allowing life to escape me that even the joy of hearing the birds, I did not notice. Satan is a hard taskmaster. <laughs> He's trying to break your back. He don't care nothing about you. But if you give Jesus a chance, you will find that he loves you. You will find that he wants you. You will find total acceptance in Jesus Christ. Today, we offer you the opportunity to know him for yourself. He has a plan laid out for you. And at the end of the day, you will praise him because he's good. Not just sometimes, but all the time. As we stand, I got preachers here to talk with you, to share with you.